You are listening to the Joe Rogan Experience Review Podcast. We find little nuggets, treasures, valuable pieces of gold in the Joe Rogan Experience Podcast and pass them on to you, perhaps expand a little bit. We are not associated with Joe Rogan in any way. Think of us as the talking dead to Joe's walking dead. Enjoy the show. Podcast. You're listening to the Joe Rogan Experience Review. What a bizarre thing we've created. Now with your host. Adam Thorne. This might either be the worst podcast or the best one Two, of all time. One, go. Enjoy the show. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, and the Joe Rogan Experience Review listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash review. In 2021, mental health is finally a thing. So many people are struggling right now and aren't feeling like their normal selves. Therapy helps. And it doesn't have to be sitting around just talking about your feelings. So what is therapy exactly? It's whatever you want it to be. You can privately talk to someone if you feel like you're not dealing well with your stress or you're having relationship issues. Whatever you need. Don't be ashamed of normal human struggles and start feeling better. Because you deserve to be happy. And now you don't have to worry about finding an in-person therapist near you. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. You can keep it private that way. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. Join the millions of people who are seeing what therapy is all about. See if it's for you because you are your greatest asset. Again, that's better, H-E-L-P dot com slash review. What's up, fam? This is Gary from JRE Review. You guys like free stuff? I figured me too. You know what's better than free stuff? Free stuff for the bedroom. Right now, we have a promo going with adamandeve.com. On select items, get up to 50% off just for the JRE listener. You know what's good? Gift for you, gift for her, and a gift for the both of you. And if you do this right now, they're going to give you six spicy videos included, plus free shipping. At the end of the show, just go ahead and enter JRE, promo code at adamandeve.com. Grab some free stuff. Let's go. Peace and love. Hey, guys, and welcome to another episode of the JRE Review. Joined, as always, by my right-hand man, Garrett. How you doing, bud? What's up, family? How is the weather in Venice, California? Uh, it's actually a little cloudy right now, so I don't. I it's not something I'm used to. I'm used to the sunshine and the beach, but uh, we'll take a few clouds at 66. We were just talking about the weather in Arizona, man. <laughs> yeah, there's some major heat waves going on all over the place. I don't, right? I don't miss that. I can tell you one thing. I think about that too. Like when it comes to the weather, like how influential that kind of is on your life experience just because i lived in washington you've lived all over the place but just living in washington for a year gave me some perspective on how some other people live and just to like like joe always says i'm spoiled by the weather in la like really am because people deal with that shit like crazy like raining all the time and the heat there's a lot of variables that can have some influence on your life experience too you know what i mean yeah, too hot is just, it's almost as bad as super cold in a lot of ways. Absolutely. It's like you can't, it's like the day looks perfect, but you can't do anything. You can't, I mean, growing up in Arizona, out. I kind of learned to embrace it. I mean, it's hard to embrace after it's 100, but 
I always say, like, you're going from AC to AC. We're, we're very fortunate to have that as a luxury as Americans and just first world problems, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. All right, who we got this week? We got the legendary Don Fry from the early days of Pride in the UFC. Oh, yeah. Um, Brett Weinstein and Dr. Pierre Corey. And, uh, oh, the Clay Newcomb Oops, one. The, I can't wait to talk about that guy. Yeah, that what a badass. Chance. One of Steve Ranella's buddies I think, from Meat Eater. I think we'll meet him at some point if we manifest that. Good Clay, you think so? Yeah. That'd be pretty dope. Absolutely. Yeah, I would, it'd be I would love to do a hunting trip with him, Steve, and Joe, and me and you. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> They'd just be like, who are these fucking nerds? <laughs> All right, so Don Fry, so legendary in the early fight game um, for UFC. Some really some of the most epic battles. What I loved about this guy is when I was younger, watching uh, him fight. Uh, I I lived in England then, and when when I got over to the US in '97, I, he was still fighting, but like he was just the epitome of like an american dude yeah like how i imagined like with his just just beast mode his mustache his like american flag like tiny shorts just a tank of a man and god did he look terrifying that's that's that's, just i'm trying to think about who my guy would be for the uk like austin powers It doesn't say much, right? I mean, I don't know. I just don't really have like a frame of reference. I don't really know. That's interesting that you yeah. have that perspective, though. Is that like that's the guy, Mondo? Yeah, he just looked like a superhero. Right. He honestly did, like, just looked like a superhero. If you go back and watch some of his old fights, like I recently watched the uh, uh, Tank Abbott fight. Oh boy, that and Tank was just a beast of a shoot. man. And watching those two together, I mean just the power of punching and like the early days of the ufc the, it, it was it's so different than today street. yeah it's so much more like street fight. street brawls in an octagon I, yeah you, it's kind of like you remember, bar bar fights do you remember how old you are when you for and, and, and sidebar what, what drew you to mixed martial arts or and like what kind of developed that passion well, my brother and I used to watch uh, Jackie Chan movies as a kid, like when I was, like in the eighties. Like we were obsessed, right. and we were always like kicking and punching. Go in the backyard, and fucking and brawl. That's what we did. My brother would watch Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and then go in the back and just. Well, that too, <laughs> that too. But like, I think it was Jackie Chan that like really got me into it. And later, I got really obsessed with Bruce Lee movies, and then uh, we started doing karate like real young. And my brother was actually really good he was just more athletic than i was and would like win tournaments there was a movie there was a movie i can't remember what it was called but it was like about these five badass dudes they put together like an american team and they like went over to like china or somewhere somewhere i'd have to think of it. Like, level up in the next i can't remember but i remember what we would watch that oh it, dude if you're talking about the movie sidekick i'm never <laughs> no, gonna no, talk to no, you no 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 not sidekick it was <laughs> it was that no no so it was cheesy. but we would watch it and we would get so jacked i can picture the dude's face right now it was the guy that was he was one of the guys that was in one of the sean claude van damme movies wherever he's like Aah. i can't remember. but he was in that oh yeah also the van damme movies yeah. dude back right? in the day you watch one, come you on watch one of those movies and you're like 
let's get out in the backyard and beat each other up. Yeah, if kickboxing <laughs> doesn't get you pumped, right. like a regional kickboxer, right. like oh, dropping unreal. Dude, I'll never forget him, like fucking holding his breath under that water, and then like I can't remember what he would do. He would like somehow they would do this ab workout where they would just like kick him in the stomach super hard. I can't remember exactly, but. Oh, when they drop in coconut. Oh yeah, yeah, coconut. That's what it was, coconut. Yeah. And then they had those like they drop in coconut. And then they like tie a T-bone to his back and then like have fucking animals chase Dogs him. Dogs chase him. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if all those training <laughs> methods are all that effective. I mean, I I would I call bullshit on some of I those, kinda, but they cinematically they worked. Right, you know what right. I mean? They got you pumped. You're like, yeah, I'd love to fucking run away from. Dogs. I think I could take co- like, co- wait a co- minute. coconuts off my stomach all day. Depends on how they drop them from. <laughs> That's true. Also, I'd worry about the missing, like smashing yeah, in the nuts. Good point, good point. Like, come on well, now. I don't care how tough you are. You're not taking a coconut to the nuts. Nuts is one thing. Think about your fucking face. It's a money maker, but. <laughs> That's true. But that is, yeah, if you had the choice, where would you take a coconut? Uh, nut or face? I'm probably going nuts. I don't like those odds. I'm not either I'm, way. I'm taking, I'm, like, oh. I'm taking nuts 100 out of 100 times. I'm not trying to have a bloody face when I walk around. For sure. But the big thing about like the old, those old fights, and especially when UFC came around, and obviously Joe talks about it, like everyone that's in the early UFC does, it's it's the fact that Ho- you know Hoist Gracie came along, he triangles Dan Severn, who's another beast of a man, just like giant wrestler like Don Fry. And he's just this skinny little dude in a gi beating everyone. And it just, it was like the, it, like it could have been a movie. It really was like the karate kid. You know, you've got like the nerdy kid that's whatever against these like tough Cobra Kai guys. That's probably the first. And he just learns a move that kicks him ass. That's the first. That's the... Even though that crane kick is the stupidest thing that, that's ever. That's probably the first movie if we're going to go back to the origin. Come back to that. That's probably, Karate Kid was... The, 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 yeah, that was pretty dope. Wax on, wax that off. That was dope back in the that day. That was the shit. That was, there were a lot of good ones, right. actually, in the 80s like yeah. that. They did a good job with those movies, right. for sure. But, I mean, it was just the time, and that's why, come the 90s, when they start putting these fights together. Right. It's uh, And, you know, these guys are real warriors. Like, Don says that he has this fantasy of coming back and fighting Francis Ngannou. Yeah. And he's, like, fucking 50. I don't think that... Now, I would say 0% chance that ever happens, but it's not... He's not talking about his body. He's talking about his mind. Right. Like, he's just... He's just that much of a warrior. Like, he misses combat. Dude, that warrior mindset, it just doesn't go away. It's, I yeah. mean, I don't... Yeah. Some people become complacent after money gets involved, but I think that that warrior instinct, if, if that's what really what drove you from the jump, that never goes away. It, it's just a shame to, like, hear, like, the physical pain that he was in, how he got addicted to pills, because, like, so many of these fighters... Just get in that cycle of training, injury, and then those like opioid pills, and then they're fighting on it. And like, it's just such a shame back then they didn't have the kind of knowledge of rehab and, and, you know, and, and like, I'm sure now with like fighters today, they're way more careful about what sorts of pain pills they get on because of these poor guys that got so addicted i mean even chuck liddell had like a bad problem Dude, with, it's, i mean i don't I, I don't know if you've ever taken anything like that but it's uh, it's <clears throat> when you train real hard and i got to imagine i've only trained hard and i've like had the, I, 
it's not like I've ever really been super hurt, but you can see how quickly that's a slippery slope to go down. I can tell you that. Like, if you ever tried those drugs, they they fuck with your brain chemistry. They fuck with everything. That's there's no. Yeah, they they. I think I took some something once that was like a powerful painkiller that it just made me feel really stupid. Yeah, and I didn't like it. But I could see if you were in a lot of pain, you probably wouldn't give a shit. You just yeah, want that pain to go separate away. from that pain. I mean, I yeah, just for a minute, give yourself a bit of a break, and then of course you get addicted to them. Because so you want that pain to stay a away. Fucking nightmare. Right. It's yeah. a perpetuating cycle when you get locked in on something like that, which is unhealthy for everybody. I was really unaware that back in the Pride days, so Pride was the fighting organization that really was at one time a lot bigger than the UFC. Right. Not really in this country, but like in the rest of the world, Japan. And they had like 80,000 people capacity stadiums watching the fights. Those, those, those were... I had no idea they got that big. Those, that's like straight up like Greco. That's a football yeah, game. Yeah, well, a football game, but that that's like a gladiator fight more or less to some extent correct in a way i mean the romans didn't have stadiums that big the coliseum couldn't hold that many people no i mean no the coliseum isn't the size of a football stadium point. it's 80, it's pretty 80, big thousand people dude yeah it's like for one and i don't even know if they had giant televisions back then so what the hell are you watching when you're in the nosebleed <laughs> section like you can't see shit it's true you're probably, it's just dudes up there drunk fighting each just other. Just being in the fucking stands. Did you see? Yeah, just listening to the roar of that crowd. Did, I mean, did I send you that video of the? Well, I'm a big Suns fan, Phoenix Suns, Suns and Six, by the way. But um, they, there was a there was a fight in the stadium. You would have. I, I'll send it to you. You got to watch it. But it was like in Phoenix's stadium. This dude from behind like tries to sucker punch a guy from a lower like lower seating area and the dude turns around and just clanks him in the mouth points as his buddy and he goes oh you want one too clanks his buddy still has the other dude with his left hand in his arm and just uppercuts the piss out of him and the Devin Booker our all-star point guard sends him a signed jersey and tickets to the rest of the fucking series <laughs> oh that's dope <laughs> Well, you know, don't mess with someone that knows how to oh, fight. Dude. You don't know how to there fight. Was, that's that's a le- that's an important oh, lesson for those kids. Oh, one hundred percent. It was like I'm just gonna. You saw the kid. You could see it all from the. They have everything on tape in those buildings. So it's like you could see it from a distance. The dude like think that he was just gonna get this guy from behind, and he's like, "Oh, you just swung at me. Game over." <laughs> Ouch! It was bad. I mean, it was bad in the sense, yeah. like, uh, and like you just said, he probably taught that guy a life lesson. Maybe you don't do dumb shit like that from now on. Yeah, chill out. It's just a game, <laughs> right? Like, there's rarely fights in the crowds of UFCs. Right. You know, it says something, right? Yeah. It's like, yeah, I've seen enough violence. I don't need to prepare. Like, we're all here just to have a good time. I was watching some old Anderson Silva stuff recently too, dude. That guy was a beast. Huh? I mean, you're you're, oh, you're telling me the boxing that he did. I still have yet to see that, but the his early UFC stuff was just amazing. Like he's amazing, dude. Yeah, he's something else. It doesn't even make sense what his early fights were like. Talking about like other legends, Frank Shamrock. So Ken Shamrock was big back in the day in the UFC. Frank was too. I think he won a belt at one point. But uh, he was Don's trainer for a while, and I didn't know that. I didn't know that Don was training in the Lion's Den, which is what Frank and Ken's school was called. 
But what what's really cool is one day when you and I were working at Dean's uh, in Santa Monica, Frank uh, came oh, in and I served him and I got a chance to chat with nice. him and it was pretty awesome. Yeah, I talked to him about his uh, um, Nick Diaz fight and uh, just like other things like about Ken. He was a super nice guy, really. But what a like absolute legend when it comes to like just early days. Right. You know, it was the Wild West of, like, what fight promotion is going to be big, how the fights are going, what the rules are. Like, shit was changing all the time. Do you like this? Really very cool. What are your thoughts on this new YouTube, like, kind of culture fighting thing that's kind of emerged as of late? Oh, where they're just, like, putting famous people. It's kind of entertaining. Like, they've got a big Instagram following, and then, dude, I don't give a fuck. I think it's so dumb. I don't. They're not good fighters. They're not good fighters. So it's just like, why the fuck are we watching I still like watching people get knocked out that deserve it, though. Yeah, but to (laughs) me, it's like, it, it would be like if you're a really big, like, fan of the nba and now you're watching the celebrity basketball game they do and it's like okay it's kind of i guess cool to see certain people but mostly if anything i just want to see people like logan paul get knocked out you have a different perspective because you have a frame of reference on what training is and what goes into it and the whole backstory but it's like just as yeah i mean i i I just want to see the very best Uh, in that discipline compete against each right. other to me it's just like throwing in random nobodies to do the same thing it's like well i can watch that at, at any old mma gym right. you ever they're just not famous you ever boxed anybody with like gloves on and trying to go three rounds uh only like training spines i mean I, i've I, we've done that one jujitsu class that i did with you and that was pretty tiring but boy i'll tell you what you put some fucking gloves on and have to hold your hands up above your face for three minutes and not trying <laughs> it is an exhausting fucking journey i can tell you that boxing is not easy man not at all. it takes a long time to get good at that sport i'm certainly not a good boxer i'll never forget we, we, we had a half day it takes a lot of we discipline. had a half day in high school one time and i remember talking shit to this kid and i was like i'll beat you up I was like, let's go to my house. I remember we went to my mom's like two bedroom apartment, and we had like ten people sitting on the couch, and me and this kid Eric, <laughs> I won't say his last name, but we both threw on the gloves, and I'll, I'll never forget. I had never boxed before in my life, and I was like, I just was doing what I thought that I had seen. I go literally the first punch, I just directly shot him right in the nose, and his nose started gushing blood all over my mom's carpet. Oh, geez. <laughs> it was an intense moment, and everybody was like, oh my god, and I was like. I was I was Whoops. always the smallest kid. Always I was four eleven until my junior year. So I was like I was always trying to like prove myself to some extent. So it was like that moment was a, a moment <laughs> in time that I will not forget. <laughs> there was an important moment when you got to bash someone oh, in the nose. Dude, it was just like oh I saw that on TV. Bow and his fucking nose just literally it just was like a river of blood that came out of his nose. And I was like all right that was that felt pretty good. Like, Whoops. <laughs> yeah, let's take a break. Let's clean up. All right, let's jump over to the Brett Weinstein, Dr. Corey one. This is, yeah, this is a thick one. I mean, it's important because, like, this is one of those rally the troops ones. Like, they got a hold of Joe. They were like, some shit's going down. This is really important. You know, Joe probably may, I mean, that's why he had so many pods this week is because he had to throw this one on top of it. This one's a vital one. But it's, 
Yeah, it's big because of the all the YouTube fuckery. I mean, all the censorship and like censoring data that might be important. You know, it's not good. Dude, it's, and, it's pretty much what I. You know, we got to get to the bottom of it. I'm that. glad that they brought it up because it's kind of what I think we both thought this whole time. And it's nice to hear somebody else kind of validate what the fuck we've been saying and and, and believing whether or not. It's just a it's dude. We we didn't know or believe shit. We were already listening to these people. This is why we knew anything. No, of well, I'm, that's but, a good point. But we did have a sneaky suspicion that there was some fuckery going on. Right. And it's nice to have people that are as intelligent as these two. I mean, that doctor is like, who could know more about how this is spread and what medications work and and the actual information doctor Anthony. that surrounds this, other than that guy. Dude, I just read a news, and the news comes at you from all angles, and like in huge doses, and who knows how you get it. But I just read somebody's like Instagram feed that said, "The reason I said that we should put the mask back on is because it's a new strain, and this, that, and the other." And I'm like, "I doesn't matter what happens now at all. I'm under the understanding that humans have the right to choose what they want to do." And to think that anybody has the ability to shut down things or lock down things in a free market society is fucking nonsense. I don't care what's... Well, the bigger question there is, if they're saying now, which they mostly are, that the masks don't really work, why the fuck would we do it again? Ever. Like, I'll we, never do that again. You gotta stop playing that game. We just do the shit that actually works. Like, like inside. Being inside with a lot of people with the windows closed not good okay right. we can all agree on that and if that's the rule then we make that that the seems rule. like a lot but you know or open all the windows or create all the outside space i mean but it sounds the day we go back to a resting surface no thank you that's ridiculous you're surfing <laughs> when they did that for the first time in in i think it was down in venice remember when we oh, heard that that surfer got arrested? arresting people from, i was like this is insane. this has gone to a new place this has gone to a place where nobody's making logical decisions at all like the thing yeah i didn't trust them at all after that i was like okay <laughs> this isn't bullshit well i would it's like being in school when your teacher makes that stupid rule and you're just like this is fucking bullshit rule dude, what are you talking about it's a weird thing still seeing it's so weird that what a year's kind of brainwashing will do to people because i still have all my back of house people are all wearing masks still but i think it's under the fear factor that they, they they're doing everything in their power to not lose their job again because they saw how detrimental it was to their life and their family, I'm sure. So they're like, right. that's probably just in the back of their head like a survival mechanism. Like, as long as I go along and play the game. Yeah, well, you know, I went into the to see my therapist earlier and you go into like a healthcare institution and for like 15 feet while I walk through reception, I have to have a mask on and I forgot to take it. So they have ones that they hand out and it's just like... It, it, I don't know. I don't even know how I perceive it. I just see it as like this thing you've got to. It's like you need to wear this hat when you <laughs> walk through reception. What, I'm like, okay, wear that hat. Here's my it hat. It just feels like put it's on. like I'm acting to like appease somebody. Like it's, it's another human being. It's weird. Something. <clears throat> and then they ask, you know, you t you say, oh, I'm here for this appointment, and they're like, have you had any? coughs or blah blah you know they're asking you all those covid questions right. and i'm like no no it's all work good. out every day eat relatively good food and try and spend some time with the sun life's probably gonna be yeah 
I, we're okay. I, I'm, I did. It's fine. so weird how different people's perceptions are because I deal with people at, like at the bar. It's obviously like a different conversation. With, since we've been shut down here in LA, I have people sitting at the bar now and having like a just normal conversation about. It's so nice not to have this, that, and the other. And I'm not being critical of anybody that's vaccinated. If you think that's the right play, then go ahead. And I'm not anti either, but I just never. Sounds like you're anti. I never. I never got flu vax. I just. I'm this. If, if you listen or you have the chance, I'm still on the don't clear shit train. That, that train hasn't left the station. So, um, but it's interesting to see how confident people are in the fa- and, and listening to Brett and the doctor. It's like. Like hearing something like people get vaccinated, like I watch people walk up, walk up to each other at tables and they're like, you got the vax? And they're like, yeah, I got the vax. I'm like, what'd you get? And it's like, you're in the in crowd if you get the thing. And I'm like, I just don't play around with those rules or that game. Like I just don't, I'm not playing. Dude, you know what's weird? And this, <clears throat> this isn't based on any actual science or anything. This is just my dumbass noticing something. But since I got the vaccine that I had like awful side effects from that the night of, they were awful. And I never get sick. Ne- never. Not even cold. Zero. Like when I say never, I mean it was like probably like three and a half years ago. I t- had took like two days off work because I was like feeling pretty under the weather. Yeah. And but I mean, it's so rare for me to get like properly sick, dude. I'm pretty sure. And it was only about a month ago. I got the vaccine. What drove? Dude, I'm pretty sure I've been sick like twice since then. What what drove you to get vaccinated? Um, And and was it for? Oh, it was. No, it was because like I couldn't meet my (laughs) therapist in person. We had to do it over the over the zoom so thing so she just got her office and i was like you know what i i like kind of needed an excuse to go in and get it anyway i wasn't putting it off and i wasn't really against was it, it free? i just was like i'll do it when i do was it. it free i and yeah it was free i've never had any intention and that's another thing that i'm interested in who's making the money because <clears throat> it seems like after listening to them too i can't remember the name of that drug that they were talking about about how Oh, ivermectin. Ivermectin, the antiviral drug. Right. Yeah, about, but I think it's but it wasn't that. like it wasn't sexy and it wasn't like expensive. It was relatively inexpensive. So when it comes, the way I heard them, well, I think it's because they couldn't patent it. Right. So it was like they couldn't make the same level of Shoot. money. What a, and that's and that's what, are we worried about our, each other's health or are we worried about money? It seems like everything just goes. that's. That's a, a conspiracy that sounds pretty, pretty legit, legit, doesn't it? That's scary stuff. And and the big thing was when when Brett was talking about it. And look, love or hate that guy, and I think it is easy because he's so confrontational. But that's because he believes he's confident in what he so believes. strongly. Yeah. Well, he just he just sees, he works through the data, and then once he understands what is in front of him, he picks what he knows to be true and just kind of follows that even if everyone's going to hate him for I it. I feel like... Which, kinda, for right or wrong, you've got to give bro, him some that, credit I, for I, that. I appreciate that way more than trying to appease the masses. I appreciate that kind of behavior way more. That kind of falls in line with... Yeah. It, falls in line with, I it falls think, in line with Goggins, Jocko, Jordan Peterson. Everybody we fucking kind of like attribute a lot of our life to is it falls right in line with that kind of same behavior. Brett. It's definitely a strong move, right. and and if he is wrong later, I think he's willing to come back yeah. and say, "Yeah, I I was wrong. I didn't have all the data, and blah blah blah." Like he just seems like that. But when he said what it really looks like to me, 
is that because ivermectin existed and was was a viable alternative that by saying they had that and acknowledging it they weren't able to like pull this emergency funding and like creation of this vaccine which hey look maybe conspiracies aside maybe that's actually like just a problem that politicians run up against and they're like shit we need to actually get this all sorted but to think that a lot of people may have died because they didn't roll out a drug that they knew worked while waiting for a vaccine to get made and hey good make the vaccine too but also give us the other thing that works especially to the old and sick and it's it's heartbreaking man it's heartbreaking that that there's a system that we have that we all live in that that works like that fucking sucks and then there's youtube and other things for right or wrong whether it's a conspiracy or just because they have to pick a side and go for it like maybe they think they're doing the right thing but the fact that they would be cutting these guys videos out that may have really important information about this whole problem yeah it's not good right that's it's not good i couldn't agree more and i I don't think we should censor anybody but it is interesting how much like in hindsight we should censor you on like seven plus white claws <laughs> that seems reasonable that seems very reasonable but <clears throat> like this the fact that they've shut down trump like i'm thinking about this time last year or this time whenever whenever trump was like on the spotlight and it was like all social media it was all viral clips about whatever he said it's interesting having him not even be a part of our culture anymore a year later yeah right well, he's he. I think he's still a big part of the South, though. Yeah, we just don't hear about it too much. Um, like in Montana, you don't really. I'm sure you don't in Venice, but yeah, in the South, he still has a lot of momentum really? behind him. Like people are upset about this election. <laughs> yeah, they're fucking pissed, man. They they they're like, it got stolen. This bullshit. I mean, yeah. I don't think you should be. I don't but think I mean, you should look, the, the stats on that that stats on that drug. Like one thing they said, you'd only need. 70% of the people taking ivermectrum, I think that's how you say it, I can't remember, uh, but for it to mostly clear up. So like 30% could not take it. So like if you think about people now that uh, are kind of wary of taking the vaccine, like you don't necessarily want to. There's a lot of people that are like, fuck that 100% vaccine. 100% no. Well, with this drug, not everybody would need to take it, and it still would be super effective. But, right. you know, so it's... It's just a real shame that we already had a medication that could have worked. And, dude, t- to be honest, this was the first I'd heard dude, about hearing it. you say this. I don't follow well, hearing this Hearing you stuff say well, this but... and then hearing the backlash that came from, like, the idea that I would just go get sick to avoid getting sick seems like a fucking weird paradigm, first of all. Second of all, it's interesting that they, that they were saying that they said something about not giving it to kids, too, right? Because it kids could they have, we, yeah they're, they're pretty much now saying not kids and pregnant women don't give it to them so the two so, but you know to be fair two, pregnant women can't, can't have a lot of shit right. they can't even eat sushi right. so it's like they're just sensitive it doesn't necessarily mean the vaccine's right. like really bad for you they're just being cautious and kids are are not really in the you know the danger category so it makes sense they would say well yeah they just haven't had the opportunity to develop their immune system to is that is that accurate yeah and i think also young kids depending on how young they are they're more susceptible to 
um, side effects that could be long term. You know, it's like mercury, higher mercury levels in like younger kids that are developing. It can fuck with them. You know, lead poisoning, for example, when they used to have lead pipes back in the day would affect children worse and pregnant women because, um, you know, the babies would get fucked up and the kids. Yeah. And the kids, their IQ would be damaged from it. But adults have like uh i think it's like to do with a blood brain barrier there's there's like some protection there it's harder to kind of poison us as as we get older to some degree anyway but yeah i mean the the fact that this doctor would say that he thought that data and science wins i always thought that too and we're kind of in the age now where that isn't it's like how it's seen politically perception is, more yeah. than how it's yeah perception is key what team are you on and right it's all divided it's and all divided that's terrifying that's terrifying to think that and like you said dude i'll appreciate you believing whatever you believe in as long as you can appreciate the fact that if you come back and have a new shit comes to light you can adjust your opinion and your thought process I'm okay with that. I think we said that too. It's like even if Donald Trump, if, right. even if Donald Trump would have vocally said that, we knew this, didn't know that. Now this is what we know. We're moving forward. We're all in this together. Let's figure it out. Yeah. How how would that have changed the fucking narrative? I mean, look, he was he was crazy and brash right. and and you know, like Shock, he, just shocked he, he just he was hard to like a for a lot of people. I That's get it, good. but it doesn't mean everything right. he would have said could be right. wrong that that can't be possible right. not everything biden said can be wrong no right. one like both of them are gonna say some things that are useful and and helpful and, that's, and when it comes to like saving lives let, we should probably try and figure out let's what's just true. pick what's the best for everybody fuck like that if that was the if that's where it came from if, if well, can you imagine if a president just said i'm just trying to do what's best for everybody I, i'm gonna make some mistakes i'm gonna fuck up here and there I, I just, I, I just want. Oh, it'd be so refreshing. <laughs> that would be the Rock when the Rock becomes president. Here, do you know that. what I mean? Like that's all we want. Once his Instagram reaches a billion people, all we want is some and, humanity. And voting is online. Right. Yeah, I. One day, one, I, I hope one day it, it come I, together. Like I think that. that. I mean, hopefully that. I mean, our listeners, Joe's listeners. I mean, I, I think there's a lot of free thinkers out there. So it's like I, I, I hope that, that tends. It trends in that direction because that's what's what's gonna yeah and you know what if you're listening to this now and you're sick of these fucking covid talks believe me i fucking am too i can't wait for the day we can just focus back on whatever the guest is and whatever they know right. like i i don't I, we're probably always gonna bang on about the fear of um censorship online because i think it's gonna continue and get worse and there's reasons why I can never be bothered to have video on YouTube or do any of that stuff. Where like, oftentimes podcasts will do that because you can double your viewership. I I just never want to mess with that idea. I never want to think for a second that I have to say something one way. Right. Like it's it's even a little difficult. Well, it was back in the day listening to Joe when he'd want to put up a song or a a, a bit of. Uh, a video from somewhere else but it would like they would take him down so they wouldn't do it it's like it never used to be like that on joe's show i understand why he has to do it because he makes so much money from these other areas like i get it but i i just remember first hearing that thinking 
you know, that's a that's, shame. That's, that. that's not a good model. He should be able to just play anything he wants. It's a conversation. It's not a good, it's not a good business there. model from a, like a user perspective. Yeah, well, that's why he went to Spotify. I don't think Spotify gives <laughs> right. a shit what he does. I think the more I think the much. more you push back, the more that uh, the more I appreciate that personally. But I, I, I see I see it. I get it. Yeah. All right. Let's jump on to the, the good one. We we take a quick break and jump over to Clay. This podcast is brought to you by Camuso Design. Did you know a simple breath can reduce your stress? Our thoughts are tied to our breath. When your mind is busy, your breath is shallow, which triggers anxiety and stress. With my personal anxiety, I've always found that breathing exercises help. Things like Wim Hof. I even went to a breathing instructor, a class recently, where over an hour somebody helped me learn to control the breathing, slow it down, slow myself down, and reduce my anxiety. And that's exactly what Camuso Design does with their necklace, is it allows you to control your exhale by extending it over 10 seconds, which really helps control your breathing and therefore your anxiety. Use my code REVIEW for 15% off. Find the link in the bio. Google the Shift Necklace by Camuso. What was his name? Clay Newcomb. Nukem, Duke Nukem. Duke Nukes. Remember that Duke game? Nukes. I do remember that game. Damn it, my pen's not working. Um, yeah. So, so Clay, Clay Nukem, uh, works on the Meat Eater podcast, uh, not podcast, but the show with Steve Ranella, who's a legend, and uh, he's up here in in Bozeman. I know people that know him, which is pretty dope. Um, I I never met him. I was always hoping that I'd run into him somewhere, but it hasn't happened yeah. yet. Maybe maybe on my hunts this uh, this season. Maybe I'll I'll run into him. Bear bear but, bear um, bear grease. Dude, I'll tell you what. One thing. The first thing is I was having a real hard time with this episode and the ads. He must have. Joe had like ten ads on there, and I don't. I don't run as many ads as you want, man. I want him to make as much money as possible. I love that show, but with with the way that they load on Spotify, um, Spotify, yeah, it wasn't like loading the episode. I like even if I I chose to like skip them, try and get ahead, and then it wouldn't load the episode. And then when I closed the whole thing down, I was like, all right, I just let the ads play out, and because I've got to hear the damn episode, and it still wouldn't fucking play. Are you having any issues with Spotify? I'm, I'm not. Now that you mentioned it, I don't actually get ads on my phone. When I listen to it on my phone when I'm working out, I can just dismiss. But on the computer, I have to. I can fast forward through each ad. So I just when when I hear brought to you, I just obviously skip to the end. Uh, maybe it's like the Bluetooth in my car, <coughs> so I'm talking shit for no reason. Right. Something's something's getting fucked up. Anyway, I just thought I'd say yeah, that. Might be a few fast. I didn't annoying. experience that on the clay one, but. Uh, what a fucking stud! I, I love the way he he, he single handedly. I listened to Steve one too, but hearing those two talk about just like the appreciation of bear hunts and like I don't know. I, I I'm into that woo woo stuff. So like I it, it yeah. Kinda, it, keep keep talking for a second. I gotta take a piss. But <clears> no, well they were just talk about different different realities and different ways that they would <clears throat> perceive perceive the bear hunts and. and the way they discuss bears in this, like, I don't want to say, like, trophy kind of way, they would just talk about it like it was, uh, 
ceremonial to kill a bear more or less and, and there's certain things you don't do like there's like a, and it drew on a lot of like like old culture and whatnot so it was very interesting to just i think everything has a soul is what is what i drew on that like and I, it's it's i'm hesitant i don't I, I don't necessarily just like i don't want to say i don't want to kill a fly but i i have the idea that every, everything has energy and everything has a soul and that kind of just reaffirmed it in a lot of ways for me and well not to sound too much like a hippie but i think it probably doesn't hurt to show some respect and honor anything that you right. kill you know i mean i don't know if you need to do it with a mosquito right. or a fly but like it doesn't hurt to think about it that way like just for a second I mean, what's the you know the, the like those rules that he was saying like you don't point at the bear right, you don't right, right, right. like yeah. you you say a cryptic story so when you get back to base camp so the bear doesn't know you know where it where it is and you don't, you um, don't sleep 24 hours after it or something like that too like certain yeah and you and you when you get one and you're eating it you honor it like a funeral like and you don't put the bear hide in the you don't drag a bear. I remember like, you saying that. You don't drag a bear. That's it. Yeah, you don't drag it. And uh, what was you, the other one? You don't cut. You cut its eyes. You, oh yeah, that's a fucking weird. Like that's like some. That was a weird dude. One. It's just like that. I mean, but that's got to be some old school like ceremonial like Native American shit. You know what I mean? Like, there's some thought process. It just shows a lot of respect yeah. to the animal in some way. It's like you are not taking this creature for granted. And if you're gonna hunt a bear, you sh- you shouldn't. I think that's yeah. a fucking cool thing to do. It's uh, I don't know, man. I mean, I'm all about bow hunting, and and I sh- shot my first bow when I was like 17. Like this is back in like 1999, I think. I mean, and I've always loved the idea. I've gone on a few elk hunts, and I just don't know if I could hunt a bear. Why do you say that? It's just something about I don't know. It's just like, it's a fucking bear, bro. I don't want to kill a bear. Look, I'm not against it. I think it's dope that this clay guy has the respect that he has for it and goes and does it. I'm glad people do because the numbers would be out of control. I'm just saying personally, I just see them a bit different, I guess, than maybe an elk. Or maybe because I've already eaten a lot of elk meat and and I, I don't know. It just seems different to me, like hunting a bear. Is there any animal that you would have like a? My girl's my girl's a vegetarian. <laughs> she tries to be vegan, but she literally doesn't do it from like an animal standpoint. She she her thought process is more like she's tried to explain it to me on a handful of occasions, and we butt heads about it from time to time. But it's like she's doing it from a logic standpoint like a, that's how i've kind of attributed it it's like that's where she draws on that is that we weren't supposed to kill things like that we we're supposed to have supposed to eat vegetables because that's what grows it's an interesting perspective hmm. but it's it's it comes from a place of it's a, it, it's an interesting way too she's like i'm not trying to do this for like any I don't know, like shaming anybody for what they're doing. She's like, it just comes from the natural. Everything she does is just like what what makes the most sense. Kind of well, you look, I I appreciate anybody's take on it. You know, yeah. I mean, number one, eat healthy, however you do it, and that sounds healthy. Yeah. And then you know, I don't give anyone else a hard time for how they right. eat. 
I, I guess I do if they eat fucking dog shit food all the time. But more, more so to me, if they're like out of shape, right. depressed, and like feel like crap all the time, I might be like, well, dude, all you eat is fast right. food. So I attribute it more than like, I'm not trying to shame them as much as just be like, maybe cut that shit out. It's clear. Right. But, but yeah, if you choose to just only eat fucking, you know, you go on the all-egg diet, it, it could sound odd to me, and it might be something I don't want to do, but I'm like, hey, if it works for you and you feel good and you're not giving anyone else shit about what they Dude, eat, think, that's fine Think with about me. that from, a, like, a conscious, like, reality. all I want to do is eat embryos that haven't been born yet. I'm on the egg diet. Yeah, right? <laughs> God, imagine imagine the farts that Oof, they would those have. Those are egg farts for days. Just all day, all day, egg farts. Eggs are probably the weirdest thing we, we eat, right? If you really think about it, just embryos. Didn't get a chance to live yet, and we're like, oh, that's a good for you. Yeah, a chicken's period. <laughs> a chicken's like, period. All right. right. <laughs> yeah, very that's strange. What, it's best not to think about yeah, that one. I didn't even. I did not even know that. That's crazy to think about. Yeah, that's right. Well, the vegetarians eat them. They're actually eating like the strangest right, thing. So be vegetarian, be like, I only eat eggs. I only I only eat babies that are not born yet. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That and carrots. And carrots. You're like, all right, bro. Cool. As long as you're not giving me a hard time, it's fine. All right, I'm gonna shoot a bear. I don't get it. It was funny. It was funny it. that he's from the Ozarks or lives there. Did you watch the show The Ozarks? Oh yeah, dope dude. Show, he bro. brought up the Ozarks. I was like, with all due respect to Clay, I love him, but he's an Ozark guy. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, he, he is. Could've been, he sure. could've... Well, that's that's why I don't think he right, wants right, to watch right. the show or like kind of right. dislikes it because he doesn't want. He could. He, he literally could have been on the like... show. Like he literally could have been on the show. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> no but, doubt. I can't wait for the new season. Right. That. Oh, fun fact that he threw out: trigonosis. Now, this was an interesting one. So he said the trigonosis dies instantly at 144 degrees. But, you know, the FDA always tells us, like, 165 for cooking pork, right. like, generally. And, you know, which makes what? sense. Like, you should make it 20 degrees hotter because morons are going to forget to take the temperature right in the middle and they might get sick. Explain, explain, explain but, to our listeners what trigonosis is, too, just one more time. Sorry. Oh, I think it's a parasite. I don't even it's know. A parasite yeah, with I'm pretty sure right? it's a parasite that, that's in, oftentimes in pork. And uh, it can really fuck you up. But there's not a lot of cases of uh, it, as far as I know, just generally. So it's, like, pretty rare. Uh, Let me see. Trigonosis is foodborne disease caused by a microscopic parasite called trichinella. Oh, like Steve Rinella. People people can get this disease by eating raw, uncooked meats from animals infected with parasites. So, you know, it's such as bear, wild game, pork, blah, blah, blah. But what's my point to that and why it's interesting is like, you know, 144 degrees is not super hot, really. So so it's like, ah, okay. so it's not quite, you know, you don't need to like incinerate all your pork in order to be healthy. Like you can eat it like a bit differently. Think about how they do it. And I I didn't normally eat bacon raw now that I'm thinking about it. Sometimes I do like. Well, no, that's a bad idea. Sometimes I do like that. not all the way cooked bacon, though, to be honest. I don't like it fucking crispy. I kind of like it soft from time to time. Well, but it's it definitely got hotter than that because right. it's so thin. Right. Yeah, you don't need to worry about bacon too gotcha. much when it comes to cooking it. Just don't eat it raw. When I was a kid, 
I grew up vegetarian, so oh, the first really? 14 years of my life I was a vegetarian. And my uncle used to come stay with us sometimes, and he ate meat, and he would have meat in the fridge. Well, I'm a little kid, and I've like never had a chance to eat meat before, so I'd like try and get in the fridge and sneak it, like, ooh, um, <laughs> look at me eat meat. And one time I made a sandwich, like I got some bread, I got some of the meat out of the fridge, and I like run outside, and I'm like talking to my friend. And I'm like, yeah, I'm just having a meat sandwich. Like, I thought it was cool. I was like five. I didn't know what I was doing. My buddy leans over and he goes, dude, that's bacon. You got to cook that. And I'm just eating it. I didn't know. I thought it was like ham. Just having I'm a meat sandwich. Idiot. I was so embarrassed. I was like, damn it. What, I was trying to what, be cool what, and I'm an idiot. That's funny that you're – I wonder if your mind – I mean, it's interesting because I'm, I'm thinking about my girl and I'm thinking about you. Like, is there like a desire – to have the meat like in some kind of DNA thing, but it's like, I don't know if that just is. Dude, it just came to this. I moved to the United States. I lived in New Mexico and there were no vegetarian restaurants anywhere. So it was either slowly starved to death or just start eating meat. And I just went, mm, steak, I guess, never look back. <laughs> There's no vegetarian yeah. restaurants in New Mexico. That's, that's gotta be weird though. That story that's probably it. is not like, very relatable to a lot of people to be vegetarian for 14 years just based on probably what your mom and dad told you dude it wasn't just that we didn't have any junk food ever nothing i used to go over my friends houses and they'd have like pop tarts they'd have those like breaded dinosaur shaped chicken nuggets (laughs) i thought they were billionaires i was like oh my god this is the greatest place ever they'd be like you want a pop tart i'm like yeah Yeah, what 10 i'm gonna snort those pop tarts (laughs) yeah right (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah everything i had to like sneak it like a can of coke my my parents never that's, have that. I mean, so that's, these days. that's probably pretty damn good for uh, for kids especially if you have to pick a time to not indulge in that kind of shit that's probably what you want yeah maybe i i probably had a lot of nutrients but i mean i feel like you should <clears throat> well my brother and I, my, some more protein when you grow my brother and i would talk uh, about like school lunches growing up and it's like like at our high school there was a you had the normal lunch place and then you had like the snack area where you can go buy like fucking patch kids and all kinds of shit and a lot of kids would just straight go to that place and avoid the lunch right that was called the bullpen i remember and it was like you go buy like fucking pretzels and just dog shit food and then you wonder why kids are like banging their heads off of fucking can't stay engaged like what are we putting in these kids we're just feeding them sugar and sitting them in a room for eight hours and asking them to fucking focus like what are we doing well, that's why I love it when they bring those doctors on and they're like, sugar reacts in the brain the same way as cocaine. Because right. then if you think about it, it's like they've created a cocaine room for literally. kids in school. Literally. And then they're just like, we don't know why any of these why kids Why are these kids focus. crazy? What? And they're like, you... Yes. <laughs> huh? Just fucking wonder uh, why. shot sugar right into them and then expect, expect yeah, them to sit just silent. just mainlining sugar. Fuck out of here. Oh, I mean... I used to drink like two Mountain Dews oh my a day God, when I was in time. high school. I mean, just loaded. I used to think, just, well, let's I used go. To drink, I, and then they're like, sit still for 45 minutes. And I'm like, I am going out of my mind. I'm like sweating in my I desk. I was going to say, I remember the thing, like right when we got home from work, I mean from school, the first thing we do is pop down a fucking oatmeal, oatmeal cream pie and a Capri Sun and then go outside and like run around. Just bang our heads on the wall. And then, like, come back in. I hopefully we'd be tired enough. But it's like, what are we feeding our kids? Like, <clears throat> I don't know. 
it seems yeah. that, well that explains a lot of the work things that yeah, you say that makes sense yeah, exactly. banging your head yeah. on the wall <laughs> but, but you know what if you are going to give kids a load of sugar like fucking let them run around right you the, the fact that they give them a bunch of this crap and then they're like sit in this room here, quiet here, no talking here's, here's, here's a fruit roll up learn Go math look at an ipad yeah <laughs> Well, it was we- it was weird in the U.S. too. Like when I moved here, I'm 13, and like one of the things that I noticed that didn't make sense is like kids would eat in the classroom right. and drink sodas. And we couldn't do that in England. And I'm like, this is the best. But then I realized, oh, maybe there was a reason they didn't let us do that in England. Like you, you I just mean, jacked you, up on sugar. You can't cause. I think that you made. They were talking. I, I can't remember if it was this podcast where they were talking about how many meals you have in a day. And the idea that you should have like four, five, six meals a day—that used to be the thought process. But that was like kind of got sold to us. It's like your body does well when it's starved. To be honest, like my girl just you, well, that was that anti-aging. That, that's right. Yeah, she's, she fasts for two yeah. days. Your mind becomes very clear when you when when you're hungry sometimes, and you kind of just like oh. Yeah, there's definitely something to be said about fasting. It seems good for you. You were telling me that too. You were telling me that you become like much sharper, like when you're. you're... Yeah, I like doing those fasts. I I want to get back to doing them. I think they're really good for you. And trying not to eat too much, like it does make me groggier if I like eat snack, like just eating meals all day. Right. It's just it slows you down for sure. Not firing on all cylinders. I agree. No, I don't think so. I don't think so. They they kind of touch on the like land cultivation in America and like how preservation of land is like really better kept here than anywhere in the world, and that was uh, learning that early on. Like you got to think my transition from like being a vegetarian and like supporting animal rights in in like the traditional like English sense of like we don't want any animals to die anything, and then going to a place where I'm eating meat and like willing to hunt. It's like, well, what took me over there? And I remember, like, back in high school having that conversation with some people that hunt. And they're like, do you have any idea how much the hunters pay into land preservation and, like, uh, protecting animal habitats? And, and, you know, no one else is putting that kind of money in there. And I found that so interesting because it's the complete opposite of what you would expect. Like, I had that same mindset that Clay is talking about. Like, these hunters are just... Drunken assholes. You know, brutish, drunk, like, love shooting things. And they're just like, ha-ha, fuck you. And that's not been the case when it comes to really any hunters I've ever met. Like, they have a deep respect for the land, probably more so than anyone. And, And definitely a deep understanding of what it means to, to, like be a part of the land and understand the creatures that are out there. I mean, the respect the bow hunters have for elk is phenomenal. You try and tell a bow hunter that an elk is a dumb beast and they will laugh you out of the room because they've had to try and kill them. And they're like, these fuckers are smarter than you can imagine. They know you coming. They know where to go. They, they just, what do you say that? No, not, not, Get out Not of say elk, but that one bear he was talking about that like somehow was saying it was like eight football fields away and he smelled it and it ran away. Remember that? Oh yeah, the, eight the, football What did fields. they say about their their sense of smell is like thousands Dude, that's, of times that's unreal. stronger than any. They may have the best sense of smell of any creature. Right. I, that's crazy. That's just, must 
No wonder that bass break I was going to say, that has to be an evolutionary fucking god moment. It's like, this is why the bears are the badasses that they are. Yeah. 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 Oh, for sure. I, lo- I, I like the Robin Hood reference that he yeah. made. It totally makes sense now that he was a hunter and not just right. like winning archery competitions and like never did i watch those movies and think oh he's obviously an excellent hunter well yeah well why else did he have a bow and arrow it's like of course it's not easy to kill shit with a bow and arrow duh anybody can shoot someone with a shotgun absolutely brilliant yeah that guy that guy's a badass i definitely want to start listening to uh his podcast i guess he does one with Steve on the Meat Eater podcast. I want to start following that guy some more. I hope he comes back on. I thought he was a really cool dude for sure. He was not. He was not convinced that that cat at Joe's house was. uh, He's not convinced. Joe loves it though. He's jumping on that conspiracy. (laughs) He's like, dude, it's it's this one fucking animal that no one's seen for thirty years. We're like, all right, Joe, chill out. I was gonna say, if you had to pick a dude to fucking reference the guy that like thrives on hunting he knows how animals move and has a good frame of reference at least he has a good starting point to have that kind of thought process you know what I mean? yeah it sounds reasonable i mean who knows? <clears throat> we'll find out but but just like that guy said it's usually it's usually not the most unlikely outcome right. and that's a reasonable assumption right. like more than likely it's just a, a funny angle and it's some big ass house cat or some other creature he wasn't even convinced it was a cat at all yeah he kept thinking it was a dog he said but that's a weird looking yeah i mean joe was there firsthand so who knows well no joe only saw the video that's right i think think that thing yeah it's just from the video the thing had a little pep in its step for sure i don't know We'll find out. Maybe that maybe they bring in a cat expert and we get to the there bottom we go. of it. Let's get point. Joe. Exa- my money's my money's on it not being Let, one. Let's Joe get thinks. Joe. Exa- I'm, I'm just saying. Let's it get right Joe now. exotic in there and get, a, get some frame of reference. <laughs> yeah, Joe, Joe would know. <laughs> He'd be a great guest. He, I'm telling you, if that guy gets out of jail, Rogan's having him on. For I bet sure. he could get to him in jail if he, if he wanted to. He'd probably like her. That would that would actually be pretty yeah, dope. I mean, he'd have to come. Up, I don't yeah. know how how intelligent that individual is he's probably been getting slammed in jail like nobody's business oh he's probably loving that <laughs> anyway that's enough for this week we got we got quentin tarantino coming Stoked. up uh next week i'm like halfway through yeah. that one it's it's fantastic it's what a fucking it's legend i can't wait to get to the bottom of it i, I think i'm gonna be watching some uh tarantino movies this week and uh yeah i think it's gonna be a good week of pods for I'm sure excited. looking forward Tarantino's to it all right thanks guys for tuning in i we really appreciate you um you know give us a good review if you so feel fit and uh otherwise we'll speak to you next peace, week peace Ladies. and love